Hello, everyone. We're back at RMPA, and we have another research presentation to discuss. So uh, I will let y'all introduce yourselves, tell us where you're from, and uh, kind of give us an overview of what you've been researching. Okay. Um, my name is Devin Rapkin. I'm an undergraduate student of psychology at MSU Denver, and I've been working on this research project with my faculty advisor for what, three semesters, two semesters now? Okay, yeah. My name is Lisa Hagen. Um, I work at Metropolitan State University of Denver, and I'm a faculty member um, specializing in developmental psychology. And Devin and I have been working on this for over a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Would you like to walk us through what your research is? Sure. So. Um, we first got interested in this topic uh, about a year and a half ago where we, we had some students who were involved in working in the different campus resources, um, and they were saying how nobody was using the campus resources that are available. Um, and we found that to be very disheartening because uh, we know there's students out there who have needs and um, we hope that as a university, we're able to attend to those needs. Mm -hmm. um, but they just weren't using them. And so uh, we launched this study to look at how many needs, basic needs, do our students uh, have? Um, are they food insecure? Are they housing insecure? Do they have mental health challenges? And then um, how much they are actually using different counseling, sorry, different campus resources such as the counseling center or emergency funds or the food pantry. And if they're not using them, why not? Mm. Um, and so maybe, Devin, you can talk to how that leads us to this study. Yeah, so we noticed the discrepancy between students' needs and the actual utilization of all the resources that are on campus. And so we wanted to identify those reasons, and so we looked at a bunch of different things, um, the different barriers, uh, structural barriers, cultural barriers, uh, inter and interpersonal barriers. Um, as when th um, this past semester, we've been really looking at stigma because that seems to be um, universal for almost all students, doesn't matter what your race, gender, or whatever. We all experience stigma with reaching out for help on some level. Um, past research in this area has, has really focused on um, unmet student needs at community colleges um, or some um, four-year private schools, but we have not found any research uh, looking at an urban university um, and a commuter campus. Mm -hmm. And what we found is that our population of students have a much higher need um, than others other uh, types of students specifically uh, we found that 64 percent of our student body reports food insecurity uh, 52 percent report housing insecurity 83 percent have anxiety ranging from mild to severe and 65 percent rated as having clinical depression mm -hmm. so there's a, a big need on our campus it, it sounds like, you know, like every, every, every time I read one of those like Chronicle of Higher Ed articles and it's like students are dealing with this and students are dealing with that and like you talk to, to the people at your school and they're like, yeah, no one's coming to get our resources and we have these things and I'm sure if you talk to the people at our, our university, they'd say the same thing and then and no one's like 
yeah, maybe we should actually study this or look at it. Well, <clears throat> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> when we look to see <clears throat> what percentage of students actually use the resources, um, the most was the food pantry, mm. but only 14%. Oh, wow. Um, and as I said, over 60% have a level of food insecurity. So it's disheartening to see that only 14% are actually using um, our pretty good food pantry on campus. Mm -hmm. um, and then less that 9% seek uh, counseling, free counseling. And then it's under 5% for all of the other campus resources, including psychiatric services, the Learning Accommodation Center, emergency funds, LGBTQ uh, resources, and immigration services. Um, so, yeah, that's where we started to look at why. And uh, maybe Devin can talk about stigma. Um. Well, so we, we developed a Qualtrics survey that we had, what was it, 301 mm -hmm. participants um, total take, and it had a bunch of different measures um, relating to either depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of it was, you know, do you experience this need? Have, um, and then we would ask about the actual campus resource, and not just whether they use it or not, but whether they even... Um, are aware of it, mm. as well as if they don't use it and they are experiencing a need, why do they not use it? To kind of like hone in on those actual specific help-seeking barriers they're experiencing. Um, and yes, stigma is like what kept coming up again and again, and that really matches the literature. Um, and so I think like large picture, what the study is telling us is that nobody seems to really understand or know how to really address stigma, mm -hmm. um, specifically in student populations. Like, we've known for a while now that stigma really uh, acts as a barrier for students in, in all sorts of domains. Yet, it's not, it's not really changing. Even though the resources are becoming more accessible, largely, um, as well as just more prevalent, the stigma still, like, just, like, has a death grip on the students <laughs> and we really need to like understand why and how to mitigate that to kind of see that actual change that we're seeking. So what uh, are the next steps from this research? Have y'all started brainstorming like how to start reducing stigma within your com campus community? Um, yes, I, I have been like thinking about this just because this is, you know, this semester's um, findings and I think there's a lot of great ways that we could try it, whether they'll actually work. That'll be the next, you know. The next study, The yeah. next study. But um, I think that marketing is a huge point, and obviously marketing happens, but I don't think the marketing's very well. And also, um, just the, the sheer volume of marketing, mm. because I think the amount of marketing that people see um, can slowly chip away at the idea that like, oh, I don't want to like talk about the fact that I don't know where my next meal is coming from. Mm -hmm. like, like if you just see all around you that like there's all these food resources because lots of students are experiencing food insecurity, you might not feel as weird about it. Um, and then me personally, this is just my soapbox, but I think representation is huge. Um, and so 
we, we service a lot of uh, ethnic minorities at our school, a lot of Latinx students, um, and we do have a decent LGBTQ population as well. And I personally think that just making those students feel like they actually belong on campus will influence their perceived stigma around accessing the resources. Um, as an LGBTQ student myself, I know that sometimes just feeling like, like um, I belong somewhere will you know, incentivize me to reach out to the people that could help me with something. Because if I don't feel like I belong somewhere, I'm not gonna reach out to you for help. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. you don't feel like you're gonna get the help from. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you're chipping away at stigma in the other areas, it's kind of bleeding into that. And yeah. I definitely see the marketing issue. Mm -hmm. we have, you know, we get the, here's your campus, you know, the campus pantry is open and it's like at the beginning of the semester and then like maybe at midterms and then maybe at the end, but it's lost in that mm -hmm. flood of emails that we get on a daily basis. Well, and, and you bring up a good point that it's like um, professors will talk about it, put it in their syllabus, send out emails and such, but, um, you know, where are people my age really paying attention? <laughs> right. And it's like, social media. Mm -hmm. That is where everyone's attention is. And so I think um, getting student-led um, <clears throat> employees to really kind of like amp up the marketing on social media mm -hmm. for the school, um, not just for resources, for anything, could really help change the narrative of students feeling involved and mm -hmm. like like they belong. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to echo what Devin said. Um, I think it's kind of a, a double-edged sword where we definitely don't market this stuff well at all. I mean, when I asked about where are students getting information about these resources, I hear, well, they hear it at orientation. <laughs> well, you hear a lot of things at orientation mm -hmm. when you're a brand new student, but how much do you actually remember? Mm -hmm. um, but then when I uh, have mentioned to administration, well, we really need to amp up our marketing, it's like, well, the problem is, if more people find out about them and use them, we don't have enough money. Oh, so funding, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, right now the food pantry, 14% of students use it, but if 64% have a need and that 14% went to 64%, my guess is there's just not enough money to go around. So, um, it sounds like something though that would be really good to spend money on, doesn't it? Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Who do it I does. convince? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. I also wonder too. So when I worked at my previous school, they had every semester an HIV syphilis testing day, mm -hmm. and so I, particularly for my human sexuality class, I was, during class time I was like, "All right, guys, we're going to the health clinic. You don't have to get tested if you don't want to." but you do need to see like the process on how to do this. And so we would all leave the classroom together and, you know, make a chain, walk to the clinic. And then about 80% of the students would still get tested just so they could have that experience. And then they would continuously get tested the rest of the time that they were in the program. I did something similar. Um, my first day of class, uh, I have them do a selfie activity that Dr. Sanders actually created where um, in small groups, they take a selfie of the group and then uh, text it to me so that I can begin to learn their names. But I expanded that by saying, go to the food pantry, take a selfie mm, of yourselves yeah. the food pantry, go to the counseling center, take a selfie in front of them, so that they can just, just see these resources mm -hmm. on campus and know where they are. Absolutely. And so then I give a little spiel about how 
you know, it's free. Why wouldn't you? Never in life are you ever going to get free therapy again. Mm -hmm. Um, Take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something like an, an extra step beyond just here's the sources in like the syllabus to like orienting them to the semester by actually physically going to the place. You may be able to like even get some of that funding with that too, because like maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy for the administration where like yes. the students aren't using it because they're not being told, so it doesn't cost them as much money. And so that keeps students using it. But if more students started using it and they're running out, they have to kind of inject or they have to get rid of it, which is even, I think, worse press for them at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, my thought behind that is uh, even if you just did it kind of as an experiment, let's say you do pour more money into these resources and marketing so that you can help more students. If their academic um, success increases, then you're churning out better students, which in turn usually, not always, but usually increases um, enrollment rates. Mm-hmm. So if you have more students, I mean, that's another few stream of income. And just like like you said, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's a win-win for everyone so. involved. And yeah, just the things that we should be spending money on versus the things that like, you know, maybe don't benefit us as much. Yeah. <laughs> so... No, it's 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 really fascinating and it's it's really eye-opening because like that is definitely something that like I mean I see it at our university. It is not you know yeah. it's not a one. This is a, a pretty I would argue it's probably you know, a universal thing. It doesn't yes. matter where you are. So um, yeah, no. Well, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, do you have any I guess, last thoughts? Last uh, anything else to add? Think so. All right. No, great. Awesome. Cool. Keep right doing on. What you're doing. Yeah. No. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>